Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. What's up? Good morning. Good evening. Wherever you may be across the nation around the world. Once again, you're listening to the VMware Communities Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 326. My name is Eric Nielsen, and I'm here today with my co-host, Ryan Johnson, in the room. Ryan, how you doing? Yes, hey. How you doing, Eric? I'm here in the room in Palo Alto. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you. came up from Orlando, flew in. When did you fly in? Uh, flew in on Sunday. Sunday. Oh, yeah. this, is, this is an easy cakewalk for you, then. Yeah, everybody's complaining about the heat on, on was it Monday? Or, oh, Monday yeah. Or was Tuesday, awesome. and I was like, this is easy, guys. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. in Orlando. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Uh, it is. It is droughting again here in California. Yeah. Uh, I call it droughting because we were in a big drought, but it's been raining uh, for a while. But light rain came from a hurricane that came up oh, from really? Mexico. Yeah, Mexican oh. hurricane sometimes comes up and gets us wet. So yay for us. <laughs> nice. So well, welcome to uh, California again. Nice to nice to back again. Local. Um, good show for you today. Today it's uh, Ryan interviewing me, interviewing myself. Uh, <laughs> cool stuff going on with uh, DevOps, uh, as well as vCloud Air stuff that we've been doing and a hackathon we were we were in last week. And if you're listening, I can uh, point you at a beta that will get you a VM from vCloud Air. Uh, oh, so. Kind of a neat thing that we've been building that we did on Hackathon that's still up and running. So, oh, uh, wow. should be should be a fun show um, to, to talk through some of that. We learned a lot uh, running running on a vCloud Air, doing a project on vCloud Air using the REST in interfaces. It was, Hopefully, uh, someone can tell me how to fix my vCloud Air issue I'm having. So, yeah, maybe we can we can talk a little bit about that. I don't know how many people that are listening on iTunes have spent their time setting up vCloud Air, but we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, but before we get to all of that cool stuff, um, we should probably talk about what's what's happening around VMworld. Uh, we'll talk to Corey Romero, who's on the call. Uh, I don't know if I want to uh, say what he's going to say, but uh, <laughs> let's first talk about VMworld. So VMworld is uh, uh, early bird registration was extended to this Sunday or this Saturday. Corey, which is it, Saturday or Sunday? It's, it's Sunday at midnight. Sunday at midnight, so uh, you get a couple hundred bucks off, I believe. Uh, so early bird registration, if you're coming to VMworld, uh, it's probably worth going and get that early bird registration. Uh, I re- recommend you do it because I think there's just cool stuff going on around IT, um, cloud computing, network, virtualization. I think there's just a lot of learning that's still going on with our products. So yep. go 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 get yourself set. It's in San Francisco, as always. Um, should be good. There's going to be some new stuff going on um, but that we've talked about. We'll probably have one of the VMworld uh, guys come on the show and talk about all the stuff. We're going to have some Periscope stuff going on, some Periscope action that community can be a part of. Oh, that's cool. 
Yep, yep. Uh, we'll have some places you can go upload your periscopes, and we're going to do a call for scopes or call for periscopes, so that oh, you I can, like that idea. We can we can we'll have a list of periscopes we're looking for for various sessions, so you can go into the session, sit up front, and then do a periscope and record it. Like we'll filming, it. this is not like filming a movie, is it? It's not <laughs> illegal. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we did we did talk about the legal aspects of periscope, and like if you're recording, it's okay. The content is public domain. Yeah, or public enough. Um, but the music in the background on the sessions yeah. are not necessarily owned by us, right? So right. it's piped in to you know, bring you ambiance. And so if somebody's periscoping and then we publish the periscope, do we get sued for the, the music rights? Well, if you publish it YouTube, it will get caught. So. Right, right. So uh, some cool stuff's going to be happening with, at, at VMworld this year. Um, the bands are going to be great. The event is going to be great. It's going to rival... The event from a couple of years ago. Um, Did you get a rival the AT&T Park one? Because that was that was the best I, yet. I'm not allowed to say <laughs> what, the, what the venue is. Yeah, I don't think we're allowed to say that. But I can say that the venue will rival the AT&T Park one in very similar fashion. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> and so I think that's going to be a blast, right? Was a, it, was, it was a blast two years ago, and I think uh, it's going to be a blast again. That was an amazing event. Yeah, amazing I think event. it's going to be amazing again. Good. Uh, so, so definitely get the early bird registration, come in. We're also talking about doing a DevOps uh, uh, environment, right? So I can't oh, talk wow. about it. With possibly DevOps passes and de you know DevOps, a big DevOps thing. So, oh, nice. uh, which is going to be different because it's not going to be just your classic, here's some sessions and Blah, blah, blah. There's going to be, you know, like some hackathon, okay. tech sessions. So when you come in, you can do tech sessions that will, you know, get you shit on your laptop. Sorry, I didn't say that. Did I? <laughs> I have to go edit that out. Uh, small. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, that'll be cool. So there's going to be some uh, new and cool things happening at VMworld that um, have never happened before. So you know, the market's changing. It's, it's a good thing. So, yeah, yeah. And our customers yeah, are right. customers are changing. Our community's right. evolving. Right, so uh, early bird ends next week. Um, I talk about when sessions are going to go live, and I, I think they're publishing the session calendar on dun, the 23rd. Dun, dun. So uh, right. when are the when are the uh, notifications going out, uh, Corey? Yeah, for sessions. Do you know? Uh, I, I do. I don't know if I'm supposed to say. I think they go. I think they go out Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I've, heard, I've heard that. I've heard that's the twelfth. That's actually what it shows on the website um, because they changed. I had oh, okay. all right, all right. I, I, I thought I, I wasn't. I heard that the date wasn't solid, but uh, great. Yep, Friday. All right. Right. We hope, we hope that it's the twelfth. I hope everybody that's made a paper, you know, gets one. Uh, I'm crossing my finger for at least one. Well, I, I I pushed up your name and said, don't let this guy do it. Right? It's <laughs> crazy. This okay. You get you can right. you can buy me a pass. Right. Right. Exactly. That or I will be a booth boot dude. Right. Um, blogger passes. Uh, I know Corey, you've been working on a blogger blogger pass list. Not everybody. Not all bloggers will. Get a get a free pass, but I know you're you're working on that. Uh, I don't know when you when you do the notifications on those, or have you done it yet? Right. Yep, or, I did. Uh, notification notifications went out uh, the other day for accepted and declined. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we we had to say no to a lot of really really great bloggers that are out there. We only had you know 50 passes, and we had over 125 applications. So 
It kind of, that, kind of, that kind of bums me out a little bit where, I, you know, people come back and they're like, oh, thanks for the hard work. And it's like, yeah, I wish we could have sent these people. But, you know, we only have 50 passes. Yeah, and, and it's weird because we need, we need to probably go back and talk to them about that because um, as the blogger program has expanded, as V experts have expanded, we've gone from 350 V experts to over 1,300 V experts. What? And we'll, we'll touch probably 1,500 this year. Wow. Uh, and so we have all these great bloggers, and you know, the program's got bigger, but we've been constant on the 50 blogger passes for probably the last six years. And so we probably need <laughs> to go back and revisit that number. Yeah, I've tried. I've tried. Yeah, absolutely. I I agree. I, I think I think this is where I escalate it to to you, right? <laughs> I, I've tried for the past three years to get that number to bump a little bit. Yeah, I've always been told no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that's not me. No. I, I didn't <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting around. Nah, I don't think so. No, no. I just, I just write no on my hand, and I just hold it up. <laughs> Well, no, you're not the one saying no. <laughs> right. True. Um, okay, so uh, moving on. Thanks. Um, anything going on uh, with the experts that you want to talk about, Corey? I know we're planning the expert party. I don't know what else is going on there. I um, think we're probably good. Do you have any other announcements, or are we okay? Yeah, I think we're okay. Yeah, yeah. The expert party still being planned. Um, the expert applications are open for the second half of 2015. You can find those on blogs.vmware.com slash vmtn or going to communities.vmware.com and clicking on the vexpert tab. You'll find more information there. Other than that, um, I did not have any other further vexpert updates. Okay. Anything interesting on vmug calendar? Uh, for vmug calendar tomorrow, there's the Halifax, Las Vegas, and Bakersville vmugs. Um, on Tuesday the 16th is the Southwest England vmug the Kansas City VMUG UserCon. I'll be flying up to Kansas City, Kansas City, Missouri, and then Kansas City, Kansas uh, for that for that that event. Should be an awesome event. Uh, we also have the Chicago and uh, Edmonton on the 16th, and followed by um, 17th Wednesday the 17th. Germany has a UserCon, the BC Regional VMUG UserCon, and then the South Dakota VMUG meeting on the 17th. All right, quite a bit of uh, user cons in the next couple of weeks, the next week. Okay, nice. All right, well, thanks for coming, supporting your VMUGs, uh, as always. Uh, and you're going to be live at, where did you say? Uh, Kansas City VMUG. Kansas uh, City. Yeah, so I'll be doing two sessions, one on vSphere 6 best practices, another one on vSphere 6 security. I'm probably going to hijack the uh, <laughs> the vCenter server, the vCenter server one. Uh, we'll see. All right. And uh, Brian Graff mentions that uh, he'll be speaking at the British Columbia one next week in Vancouver. Um, They're going to let you in? I, I don't know why. I don't know why. Brian, Brian, what are you going to be talking about? Uh, he'll be speaking, but he didn't say what he's going to be speaking about. Probably Power CLI. And Tuesday the 16th is also Edmonton VMUG. Um, so there you go. Power CLI. Brian will be talking about Power CLI. Uh, hey, good guess. There right. you go. Well, he said it on the stream. I know. But so if you happen to come live, all those listeners out there, you can come live every Wednesday, 12 to 1. And you can chat with us. You can join in the call. You can say something if we let you. And, uh, and you can always <laughs> just engage and come with, come with ideas. Everybody's on the chat. No one's on the audio. I know. No one ever says anything. That's okay. Uh, all right. We're at uh, 12.15, 12.17. Enough of the news. 
Uh, let's talk about uh, which we want to talk about first: DevCon or vCloud Air? Uh, developer Ops. Oh, well, you, you tell uh, me where you want to start. Um, DevCon. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Developer Ops uh, is it's a developer conference, but uh, so let's talk Developer Ops for a bit, a little bit, right? And I'll tell you some of the things we're talking about at VMware around DevOps. DevOps is like the red hot subject now, right? Like yeah. everybody's talking about DevOps. What does it mean? If you ask 17 people what DevOps is, you'll get seven. You'll probably get 18 different answers. Different answers. Uh, and so let me take about two minutes to talk about what DevOps is and what VMware is looking to do around DevOps uh, for VMworld this year. Um, so we've been working on a DevOps strategy. What is DevOps? So um, people on the phone, feel free to jump in and correct me if I got this wrong because I'm still trying to figure it out, but I think I got a pretty good handle on it, which is you have developers, traditional developers. The cycle when you have a developer looks like this. I write my code all day long, every day I write code, I build it every night, I've got a RE build engineer who sits around and maybe runs the builds and checks for build logs, errors to make sure I'm checking things in and they're pulled, the, the build engineer is pulling down and building every night yep. uh, and then we, they will have a test harness with some tests that might run on that build. If you've got a really yeah. good development org, that's what it looks like. Yeah. Um, and then traditionally, if I needed to deploy my app, I would go through build and test I would pass all my tests, and I would designate that a gold master image, right? You know, yeah, get, get, yeah, get the gold image, and then I then unfortunately I have to call my IT ops, you know, rep, uh, and talk to them about scheduling the deployment of my gold image, right? Which is typical, and then that IT ops guy will organize a, a production call, right, for like always 8 p.m. on a Friday when I want to go home. They're like, yeah, we're going to do your ass now. And they'll call the business owner. They'll call the network admin, the storage admin, the DB admin, right, and the system admin. And we'll produce a run book of how to deploy the app, right? And everybody get on the call, and then we'll start going through the run book. Okay, take the gold bits, do X, Y, Z, bring the servers down, back them up, do a database dump, um, then deploy the apps. We also have to have a fallback. How do we undeploy if things go wrong? And we have this whole runbook for how to deploy my web app. And we do this for cloudcredibility.com, which is our, you know, our web app, that one, of, one of the seven web apps that we run. Uh, but we have to go through this cycle whenever we run a deployment. And it takes us maybe three months to organize all this and get it where we have a deployment window that's open uh, that we're allowed to because of Sarbanes-Oxley. And then we get to deploy that, we test it, and then we all get off the call. So on Saturday, for example, we deployed Jive, uh, and Corey, myself, and everybody were on exactly like one of these calls, okay. and we redeployed Jive 7, and it took us all day, right? And that's okay because that's the process. Okay, the IT ops guy is responsible for kind of like the flight control of all this that goes on. So he works with the sysadmins, uh, the storage admin, the uh, database admin, uh, the network admin to make sure that the deployment all happens appropriately. Mm -hmm. So that's not really DevOps, that's IT ops. That's, that's, that's dev. Right, right. Dev, so dev, throwing, dev throwing the code over the, yeah, over over the, the wall. Over the wall. The IT who deploys it. We're all in this together. <laughs> when it's it goes wrong, when it goes wrong, the developer says it ran fine well, on my system. That's right, it does. <laughs> The guy, uh, the, the IT yeah, ops and the sysadmins and the network admin, they get the calls at 3 in the morning when the alarms go off. Um, so welcome to Amazon, the, the years of Amazon showing up, right? Yeah. Developers go, you know what, 
we don't we need to get something out in market quickly um, we can just go buy a couple VMs from uh, from Amazon and they can do their development and then push it up to Amazon themselves right? yeah and so this started the concept of DevOps because the developer is responsible for the operations of his Amazon cloud right yeah 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 I, that's, I think that's exactly kind of one of the areas where it's, it's, it started because you know developers are starting to say I can do I can start developing code faster I can right. start integrating my code factor, faster and we've also entered into it's a while back we've entered into this era of, of agile agile develop agile development right, right. use Scrum or other form factors where you're doing you know you're doing sprints you're doing continuous integration you're doing your continuous delivery but you're working. Right. The developers are working more, starting to work more hand in hand with the IT right. operations this year. They're, right. We're checking our code in. We're doing integration testing. We're making sure it works, and we're going to work more gracefully with you. And that's kind of that's I think that's occurred has been more prevalent yeah. in the cloud it, era. Yeah, that's right. The cloud era enabled that because then what the developers who were published pushing out into Amazon said is we need some tools. Exactly. We need some tools to do this so that yeah. I can just one click. I can't click, and so there's this concept of click tools. They will click deploy into my cloud environment with just a click for the developer. Literally, yeah. So along came Puppet, Jenkins, uh, and a couple others, right, yep. uh, that do this one-click deployment um, scenario. Uh, and these tools started to, to be developed, and it's right, it's agile, agile development, where now the developer uh, is using tools for the DevOps function, yeah. and then there's actually a role, instead of a build engineer, you have a DevOps engineer, right, who's responsible for your Puppet, Jenkins, Chef implementation. Chef, Ansible, yeah. Playbook, self yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that's that concept of, uh, now, this starts affecting the IT ops guys because you can make Chef, Puppet, uh, Jenkins work with not only uh, Amazon, but you can make it work with your own data center. Yes, right? absolutely. And, and so now IT ops guys have to start looking at, hey, who's going to run those tools and how do we get involved with operation of those tools? So not only can you deploy out to a cloud or a hybrid cloud environment, you can deploy back into the data center. Yes. Right? Uh, and then that's what's actually happening. Is or, that, or do both. That's right, or do both, or make that's the hybrid choice. What are the rules? What are the apps? Some apps work well in this environment where you're doing agile development. Other apps, that's not such a good idea. Yeah, do you want your production on, on, on premises? Do you want to do your development, you know, off-site? Right. Or, right. or do a exactly. mixture? Right. And so there, there's where the, 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 this, this whole concept of DevOps starts happening. Uh, we see some of the uh, administrators, system administrators, and other IT practitioners in the data center starting to want to understand, you know, the tools. That are, that, are, that are there and what service SLAs do they need to put in place to support this agile, agile development in this new DevOps role right, mm -hmm. that's being created. We see some of the IT ops people that want to come over and actually start to learn these tools to start you know, getting in front of that. Yeah, right. I think, I think right. the, IT, the IT operations right. uh, practitioners are definitely having to use, learn more of these, uh, these automation tools, these, these right. DevOps tools. Right, exactly. And so uh, so we're seeing a market for that. And if you were at EMC World, if you go to HP uh, World, um, IBM, they all have spun up uh, DevOps as a role. And information and part of their conference actually targets these guys and gives them information. There are now some speakers. There's hashtags. There's 
there's actually DevOps community that meet around the Bay Area and other places. So yep. if, you, if you want, you can join these communities. Check your local meetup.com. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so there's lots of, lots of conversations around this. And so VMware is actually starting to pay attention to it at the same time because it's, you know, it's going to be an important trend where it's going to be a gateway where you decide where you're going to deploy into a cloud environment versus where you're going to deploy into your data center and that hybrid approach. And then the vCloud Air team, which you know, is building cloud services, mm -hmm. right, need to then start supporting Puppet, Chef, Jenkins, and the other ones so that you can deploy as easily into Amazon as you can vCloud Air as you can into the developer. It's funny, actually. Even today, I was working with vCloud Air and uh, Docker Machine deploying Docker workloads in vCloud Air through doc using Docker Machine on my Mac. Nice. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did it work? <laughs> Did you, yeah, yeah, it works, works great. Um, and I do it with Fusion or vSphere, too, so just using the right, right. The right driver for Docker machines spin up the workloads. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of some you know cool. That frames the what the market looks like, mm -hmm. right? And why uh, VMware is starting to get into that. And now we're looking at doing um, a couple days of DevOps at VMworld, where we're going to um, hopefully make a area somewhere in the show that will be dedicated to uh, DevOps. Oh wow. Uh, and then we're looking at, uh, I think they're going to run a, a hackathon, right? And they're going to run tech sessions, and they're going to have badges for your tech sessions so that you can go for the first day and take a bunch of tech sessions. So Puppet Jenkins, uh, Chef, you know, learn how it is, learn how the oh, stuff are, how to program it, how to configure it, how to, you know, CLI it. Uh, then how to tie it back into vCloud Air, right, for deployment. Uh, so there will be a bunch of tech sessions on the first day. And then the second day they're going to have a hackathon uh, where there will be prizes and awards where you can then build an app and then deploy it so this and is get where it running. So this is where I hope some of my sessions don't get accepted so that I can go to these sessions. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We are working to get last minute into Schedule Builder so that the tech sessions and the, the DevOps sessions that are going to be there will be in Schedule Builder that you can go book some time. Cool. Right, so that you can uh, – what I think is kind of cool is it's, it's almost like a new way to offer – it's a new function for, for VMworld because if you look at the functions that are really important to VMworld, it's sessions, right? And the session format is I go, I sit down, and I watch somebody present. I look at their slides. I get their slides. I learn stuff, right? right. I can ask some questions at the end, right? And that's a learning model. Then you have your labs, right, which is, hey, I can go. I can sit down, and I can take a lab. But the lab is very structured, right? It yes. gives you a VM. You don't walk away with anything at the end of the lab except what you learned, right? right. Uh, you have not configured your machine to do any of this, right? Um, and so the idea of tech sessions, right, where we have an area where we then spin up tech sessions, um, is actually kind of like a third way to, to take stuff away from VMworld, where you can go and then you can actually get bits, install them on your machine. There's a proctor there that helps you do it, right? So these like 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 roundtables or a really small group or um, I no, I think it's going to be an area that would possibly you know support a hundred or so, you know. Seating area where they are round tables, there are whiteboards and you know that you can you know, okay, try yeah. to figure out how things are working and ask questions. Okay, and then cool. you're going to just be given a text and session leader will say, okay, here are the things you got to go download. Here are the steps. Go download this. Go yeah, install it this yeah. way. Get that set up. Here's some gotchas. Here's the challenges you're going to face, and then go do it. Right. And then as you go do it, he'll be able, he'll be there to answer questions and kind of work through. And then you'll be at a table with some other guys there. So if you get stuck, the other guys that are also doing it can can help you 
you know, make here, that happen. Here's what we're going to do. Here's right. where you get started, and right. let me help you along the way so you can so you can learn by yourself and and right. learn with some peers. Yeah, and yeah. by by the time you walk away, you've got stuff installed on your machine. And if you get installed, you get a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, then the next day. I survived DevOps Day. The next the next day the next day there's a hackathon along with. Um, uh, challenges to go do what you learned in the first day, so that oh, then if nice. you do it, then you get stuff, right? So I like it. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of the the, the scene. Uh, um, it's kind of like cloud grid, but we're not we're not gonna. I don't think it's we're like, gonna in, it's like that, in person right? cloud grid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like an in person cloud grid event. And so we're looking at doing that, and that'll be kind of a, a cool environment for VMworld. So. Did I mention that early bird expires on Sunday? This would, would be something that might be interesting. We haven't solidified it yet. It's not completely done. It could fall apart, but I think it's going to happen. We've agreed that we want to run it and do it. Um, we're going to have some professionals come in. We're looking for some big – and then at the same time in this area, there will be some scheduled speakers. So we're looking for some outside big DevOps personalities to come and you know talk so about, what we talk should, about What DevOps. we should do is have the authors of the Phoenix Project come. And visit. What is the Phoenix Project? Oh, the Phoenix Project is like so. The Phoenix Project is an is an IT nerd novel, right? I I read the uh, Phoenix Project recently, and I've recommended it to a bunch of friends. But it basically goes through a uh, it's a fi it's a fictional tale, but it really resonates with probably every company I've you know every work every work for before coming to VMware. Um, it basically shows you how companies operate and how they are actually changed. The model of their IT and how they are delivering, right. how they change to deliver solutions for the business, and they, they implement, you know, continuous integration, continuous delivery. This does these uh, models of DevOps, uh, and it's it's an exceptional book. And um, you read it, or you get it on Audible.com. I think portions, of, like half of it's available on SoundCloud.com if you want to check that out. But I highly recommend the Phoenix Project. Uh, you know, Harvard has a DevOps. Uh, educational program where you can go get certified in DevOps categories. And wow. they do have a recommended reading page uh, for yeah, at Harvard when you go into Dev, go to search Harvard and DevOps, you get into it. And they, the materials, I think, free online. And they have recommended reading. And there are some fictitious book stories around this. One of, one of them, I think, might be that book. Oh, wow. Are you any of this on Har the Harvard X? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I'll, I'll yeah. check I, I don't know the URL to it. I have a slide deck on it. I should go drill that, drill down and look at that. But um, we are also looking at some training material, right? And how to, you know, how to, you know, not get certified, but actually learn enough that you can say, yeah, I'm starting to understand. Well, that. I think it's also worth mentioning that. Um, so Josh Atwell, who's been on the podcast before, um, another individual who's in our um, technical marketing group for the cloud platform, Trevor Roberts. They've written a uh, DevOps for vSphere administrators book on VMware for VMware Press. Oh, really? That, yeah, it talks about you know use of uh, I think they talked about and um, Jonathan I think Jonathan Frappier actually worked on part of it. They talk about you know use of Puppet uh, Chef. I think they have Ansible playbooks and some other te key technologies are in that VMware Press book. There. Yeah, I did do work at Harvard in IT. Right? So, so I never went to Harvard. I, I just did work in the tunnels and then IT, provisioning machines for auto provisioning machines for classes. So, uh, uh, but I also took classes at Stanford. So I, I you know, I kind of you built Facebook, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I by by coastal, right? Yeah. Um, I'll drop names wherever I can because I work in marketing. As my kid said yesterday, my kid. All right, I'll, I'll aside here. My kid, right? He's like. Uh, 
Yeah, I was talking to him. He works at Apple, uh, works on MacBook Pro, so he's like 22 years old or whatever. And he's telling me something, and he totally strung me along, right? He strung me along like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this and doing that. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. It's like, that's awesome. You're, you're building that. And, 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 he, and he laughed. He goes, yeah, not really. I was like, oh, you're, you're, a, you're a jerk, right? And he just lied to me. And he goes, he goes, he just looks at me and he goes, marketing dad. Exactly. <laughs> he learned from yeah, the best. Yeah, dropping names. Uh, marketing. So there is a link to the book uh, that Wonder Nerd po posted. So it's in the thread. It's a very long link, so I don't think I'm going to be able to repeat that on the podcast. Uh, there is. This was one of the books, The Goal, um, uh, a, processing, a Process of Ongoing Improvement. Uh, it's paperback. It's one of the best sellers on Amazon. It's called Goal. That was one of the ones that was listed on the Harvard uh, website. Um, so that's also a very good book. Thank you, Tony. Yes. Yep. Tony was going we actually had uh, one of the authors of the Phoenix Project uh, on, and he uh, said that the Phoenix Project is actually a tip of the hat to the goal, and basically from an IT perspective. So it was really oh, wow. cool hearing all that. Yeah, very nice. Um, yeah, so there's a couple books. I think there's like five or six books that are there. Uh, so good, good subject. Um, and I think we're really going to try. We're very uh, careful to try to build some tech sessions that are very hands-on that are make this concrete. Yeah. As opposed to the high hand waving of DevOps, right? <laughs> Whiteboard and hand waving. Yeah, yeah, yeah I kind of, you know, I kind of envision like the, the Evo Zone was last year, where you actually kind of had some hands-on, but even bigger. But yeah, I think if you were at VMworld last year and you went, you know, the airplane wedge that they had, yeah, you go fly airplanes. Yeah. So I think they're making, they're looking at making a DevOps zone that's like that big, that's right? Like, Big, sectioned off, curtained off, whatever, that then has a stage and tables uh, that, that, that give you whiteboards and things you can work on for the, either both the hackathon and the tech sessions on the first day. So Very nice. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if that gets all so solidified. I'm, I'm probably not supposed to be talking about this, right? But uh, about what? no one listens to our podcast anyway, so it's just, it's just us talking to amongst ourselves. Um, yeah. So there you go. Uh, so other things in DevOps, a couple other things that I'll mention that I think are interesting is uh, we have our cloud native apps people, Kit uh, Colbert and others, and we have Photon Greg and Murray. Lightwave yeah. projects, our, our Linux OS. That's kind of like a segment of DevOps. It's like yeah. one wedge of yeah. the, the yeah. yeah, it's one of the main technologies. Like Twenty-five percent of what DevOps might be is, oh, yeah. is so choosing because developers get to now choose. Uh, I'll, I'll back up. When I go to deploy my, my, my application, before we do that, we have to go to IT and we go, yeah, what stack do you support, right? And they tell us, LAMP, that's it, have a nice day. Linux, MySQL, Apache, PHP, that's what we get. Um, now with developers out on the front end making choices, if you're going out to Amazon, Amazon doesn't make, they don't they don't take Yeah, it. we're moving to this model where you have to make, have to make the developer a first-class citizen. citizen of choosing platforms. Yes. Yeah, and you know, whether it's in your yeah. data center, it's in your right. hybrid. You know, giving the tools to do the things um, that are great. Yeah. Um, and so that that then comes back to that that 25% of uh, people are choosing OSs. They're choosing whether they run on uh, Docker, whether they have a VM there. Mm -hmm. And so what kit? Or both. Yeah, or both. And yes, uh, then there's reasons to do that, right? Um, and so I think Kit and the, the, those guys will be part of these sessions and this conversation around if you are choosing 
deployment, you're building on a Linux platform, you're looking at a core OS or a, 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 a smaller stripped down kernel that then you have services out in Docker that you're selecting that get deployed on top of your, uh, your stripped down OS. Yep. Those are the kind of things that they're going to be looking at, right? From a, from a DevOps perspective, they'll be talking about that. Microservice strategy. Microservice strategy, which is a little bit less about DevOps and more pure a developer play, but it's ops because you're you're but making you, those decisions to deploy. You're making the decisions early on in the development of, of a of a of a an application an applic enterprise application or, or whatever it may be, and then now you have re these repeatable components that you can use in order to deploy compose and deploy right. those right. workloads. Yeah, and then what's nice is if you're being charged for memory utilization or storage footprint. Yeah, because you're going with a stripped-down OS, and then you're choosing microservices that you need for your app, you actually just have a lower bill from that. Because yeah, because they're being yeah. used. You're only you're only paying for the time that those services are being called and are in yeah, use. That's right, and uh, being uh, loaded up by the OS when they boot, uh, to being in memory. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're basically starting from a small OS and then choosing the services versus deploying a two two three gig OS and then having that be your footprint. Yep. So, so neat stuff. Um, I'm looking forward to VMworld. We're working on that. If you guys have ideas around it that you've listened to, um, e. Nielsen at VMware.com. Uh, happy to listen to them uh, as we develop our, quote, DevOps strategy and components, uh, things that we're going to have at VMworld, and then moving this program forward over the next few years as the hybrid cloud. The hybrid cloud guys are all over it as well because obviously making the choice at that gateway, DevOps is the gateway choice between going into a cloud environment versus going down into your own data center. Yeah, I think it's even, it's, it's worth mentioning maybe a little bit of segue, but, but VMware also has already started doing a lot um, around DevOps with the release of vRealize CodeStream. Um, vRealize right. CodeStream kind of runs on top of the layer of we realize automation giving developers the ability to, you know, create out, create the, create their applications, pull their artifacts from an artifactory, and um, use, you know, J Jenkins for the continuous integration and creating pipelines of dev, test, UAT, QAT, staging, what have you for your app, and then go through a pipeline until you get to the the actual release. Um, so we actually have, you know, products that we've been we've been developing have already released that are in that DevOps space. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tony mentions, yeah, so there's a financial reason to make um, lean code. And, yeah, in a, in a sense, I think it's lean deployments. Uh, code is part of that. But if you look at your, your code versus all the other things that come along with the APIs that you're choosing, it's, it's, it's a little bit more of yeah. lean selections versus just lean code. So in a, in a, previous, in a, in a previous life, last, last gig before VMware, um, like almost six years ago, because I've been here, yeah, when you were like 10 years old. Yeah, when I was, yeah, yeah, I looked yeah, like young, exactly. right? Um, <laughs> shaved the beard and I looked like I'm 12. Um, I was an enterprise architect and a lot of, and kind of touching on Tony's saying, and I think there is a financial financial reason for, for making lean code, but it's, it's more about, you know, looking at the construct of your application and saying, you know, is there a better way for me to approach this? Back in that time, you know, service-oriented architecture was very, was very huge. Um, where basically you're, you're doing, you're decoupling these tightly coupled components, these monolithic applications into consumable components that are more loosely coupled services. And then uh, one of the financial benefits is if you don't want that one piece anymore, right? Or you may be using a, you know, you, you have a large investment into some code, but it stops working for you. 
you've got this component. If you're building it with a set of APIs and you make it a service, you can interchange that service rather rather simply, right? Um, with you know minimal minimal effort. So maybe you want to switch it out to a SaaS provider. SaaS provider, you want to you know enhance enhance it. You want to write a, a new service. It gives you that capability. So that's, there are some financial reasons to do so. But you have to look at it in the context of the application. Should everything be a, a distributed application? Maybe not, but um, it, makes, it makes good reason to right. analyze what, um, what the direction for your applications need to be. Right, absolutely. And uh, I mean, and there's still plenty of people that are you know, running Windows apps and building Windows apps and deploying in hybrid environments. And so uh, microservices are not for everything, right? I'm, no, no. Yeah, there's actually a really, really good, really good uh, post. Um, that Kit Colbert had on Twitter yesterday, and if I can find it, I'll repost it. Um, nice. I thought it was yeah. exceptional. Actually, it was my last, I think it was my last tweet. Um, so if you look me up on Twitter, um, it was my last tweet. It was uh, blog.circleci.com. Uh, it should be one of the latest latest posts, but on blog.circleci.com about microservices, containerization. Really great post. Right. Uh, good stuff. Okay. Um, Switching gears, anybody else on the chat or anywhere there want to have any conversations about uh, DevOps? Uh, now would be the time. If not, we'll talk a little bit about vCloud Air and what 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 experiences I had with vCloud Air and a hackathon because we mentioned hackathon at VMworld, right? We're trying to do that. Um, I was in a hackathon last week as well. So. Did you win? Uh, you know, no, we didn't. We were kind of disappointed. We didn't even make it to the. I, I've seen some of the, ha the, right. the results of this hackathon, and I was like blown away. Right. No, we didn't. We didn't. Um, we, so they have a first round of judging. That then eight teams get judged, and only two get to go forward. Right. We didn't even make it. We didn't make it to the two that went forward. Um, in all fairness to us, um, we did a nice job. We thought our idea was the best, and we thought. We thought we hands down defeated everybody in our in our area, um, but uh, the master, the head of judges, there were like six judges in this little judge junta, and, uh, <laughs> and they, the one judge was like, "I don't get it." <laughs> that was pretty much that was pretty much the end of us. Yes, to that. Right. <laughs> but actually, our implementation was not that uh, wasn't that good. But we were the only team from marketing that was in the entire competition. Oh, wow. So, uh, it was mostly uh, VMware developers, right? Uh, the, the, it's run by the development organization, and so I have a feeling that, you know, when it came to judging, uh, irrespective of the guy not getting our idea, um, it, you know, they were, you know, we, we, we claim bias, but, you yeah. know, of course, we, we don't like to lose. You can't share yeah, with your idea. No, I can't. I'm, not only am I going to share the idea, but if you're on the podcast, you can go and look at our idea. All right. Uh, so what our idea is is uh, uh, something that we call vCloud uh, v v Air Share. Right, so vCloud Air Share uh, is the idea that right now, if you want to go get a VM from our cloud, like Google is running ads on our Twitter feeds every day. Okay. So get your $300 VM from Google, right? Just $300 worth of credit on Google's uh, cloud service, get your VM and up and running. And I went and I set up a Google cloud environment, went and set it up. And sure enough, I had a VM running within like seven minutes, right? I had WordPress deployed in like another 10 minutes. And so I had it my own WordPress implementation up and running in like 28 minutes, right? Boom, done, there. If you take a look at vCloud Air today, and I said, oh, yeah, uh, how long do you think it would take you to have a VM up and running on vCloud Air? 
you know, you've used vCloud Air. What do you what do you think that number is? Do you think it's 22 minutes? Uh, oh, I think I can do it way in less than that. Oh, sure you can. Sure you can. <laughs> you'll, you'll spend the first 35 minutes trying to figure out what a virtual data center is. Right? Well, yeah, so definitely if you're new to it. Yeah. You're new to it. I'm talking brand new. Never seen oh, it. Brand How new, long yeah. do you think it would take you to have a VM up and running where you could SSH into it? Oh, exactly. Yeah, especially half a day. Well, you got to learn that. Yeah. Where, where do I go oh, in if I'm a public sure, IP? Yeah, that role? Right. What do you, how long do you think it's going to take you? Right. Probably half a day, right? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if, <laughs> if you have a VM up and running and an IP address and everything and routes and NATs, the routing and the firewall, all that, it'll take you a day if you were lucky. And you you would be lucky if there For a new user. Day, yeah, for a new user to actually have a VM that you could use. Uh, by the end of the day, right? Uh, it'll probably take you two days. Not only that, but guess what you have to put in in order to get your VM? What's that? Credit card? Yeah. Yeah, you got to put your credit card in, too. Show me the money. Right? Yeah, show me the money. And so what we, we did with our, our idea was, wouldn't it be cool if you could just have a VM, right, um, within, within five minutes, right? Just right. go to a site, get your VM in five minutes. Uh, we thought that would be really a cool idea. And so what we built was a, a website called VMware uh, Air, V Cloud AirShare. Okay. Uh, I, we didn't register the domain yet. We didn't, we didn't, it's not there, but I will give you the URL that you can go play with it. Um, if you want to, it's vcloudairshare.appspot.com. Uh, so yes, we're hosting it on Google right now. Um, but that's, There it is. There it is. And if you go there, you can log in as beta, right? Um, and it gives you a list of VMs uh, that are just log in as beta. It defaults to beta. You can do that. You can see your VMs, and you can just go grab a VM. You can check uh, out a VM, and it gives you the IP address, the root password, and you then have control of that VM. You can power cycle it, uh, and you have a VM within two minutes. Right. I'm gonna launch one of the, I'm gonna yeah, launch sure. one of these. Yeah, pull down a Docker image. Yeah, you can. And then like stress Absolutely. test it. <laughs> you can. Uh, they're all there. We only have six VMs out there right now, uh, but we're gonna spin up 300, uh, and we're gonna allow people to go just go get a VM and uh, use it for a while. Check it out. Check it in. Right. Uh, and this way, you get a VM in vCloud Air almost instantly, and you can go play with it. Uh, we're going to put Minecraft on a port on every single one that gets deployed, so you can instantly have your own Minecraft server. Uh, but we can also enable other payloads that are there in vCloud AirShare. Uh, and then, you know, we can see you have to log in using your Twitter ID uh, so that we can see who is uh, running on VMs. And then we can tweet at you like, hey, you've had that VM for like a year and the load is zero. Get off. Please get off the VM, please. Right? Matthew, if you, if you want to... You can check it out. You can check it back in. Yeah, you can check it back in. You release it. Sure. Yeah. Does it so, refresh it or uh, uh, it does, and it also powers off, powers it on, um, refreshes the payload so that you, know, you get a new VM. And the payload that's on that VM is listed in the table of the VMs. And so we're gonna have 300 VMs with a bunch of different payloads, and you can come in to check one out, use it for a while, and then we're gonna let you use it for as long as you want, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can go check out your VM and get your VM. Uh, and then when you check it out, it gives, it changes your GUI so that when you come in, it shows that you've actually checked out a VM, um, which is actually pretty cool as well. Oh, yeah, it gives you the, gives you the IP, gives, gives you the, the IP, root, gives you the root password. password. You can open up a shell and go into your own VM. Uh, uh, and we've done like all it. the NAT uh, rules, and we've set up the firewall rules so that you actually, you know, have yourself a VM uh, and instantly, right? So that was what we built, and uh, we're going to have it ready for VMworld, so that we're going to spin up 500 VMs and push them out to all of the experts. We've been promising the experts VMs, 
Uh, and so uh, that's what we're doing. And uh, that's, that's, that's what we built. So we thought that was a bad, bad, bad idea. Bad, I will say, bad, bad XSS idea. Uh, and, I like it. And and now, you, do you have your VM? Are you already? You're, I, I'm you're actually your, in it. I just am doing VM, a yum. All the network routing has already been. I'm done. doing a yum install Docker. And I'm <laughs> yeah, there you go. You, you can get up and running. This would have normally taken you a week to do. Uh, but in a vCloud AirShare, you can just have a VM, and you didn't have to give us your credit card. Oh, you yeah. just had to give us your Twitter ID, uh, and away you go. And so. Uh, that's what we're that's what we're building. We think it's really cool. Uh, of course, we didn't even make it to the second round of the hackathon. We lost to like guys that did like uh, added some feature to a test harness to the developer environment for blah blah blah. Right? So like, we didn't we didn't get that going. You just gotta give me some CentOS sevens out there, some Ubuntu's. But yeah, yeah. Well, we didn't. We, you know, I had to deploy the virtual data center during the hackathon. Oh, there's a there's a photon image. I should have picked that yeah, one. That'd been a lot easier. Photon image. There you go. Go check that uh, out. Yeah, there you go. Right now, you can you can check out more than one. Um, don't don't drill down too much. It's a, it was our demo. No, slide. I, I really you know, think it's uh, I really think that's 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 very cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, it is, and I like the idea that we can then spin up the all the different payloads. The other thing we're going to do is we're going to reach out to vendors and allow vendors to pre-populate, pay for some VMs. Uh, with their payloads on it. So if you want to come in and find a uh, a payload that, that has a vendor's payload on it, you can just go get a VM with, with that vendor's payload. Right? And Interesting. So, uh, the other thing we're going to add into it is if you have a VM you would like to donate, uh, you can donate a VM, right? Uh, add a VM and then, uh, because everybody gets a free VM from VM, you know, like if you're a expert, you can get an account with $600, which will actually run a VM for an entire year. Uh, and if you get your $600 account and you want to donate the VM to the pool, uh, we can add it to the pool so that the, we could have... It's like some VMs, VMs from Bitnami. Bitnami yeah. has all those kind of different... Yeah, um, there is going to be an announcement of Bitnami shortly from VMware. And when Bitnami is available, we'll integrate VM uh, Bitnami payloads oh. in there as well. So uh, that'll also be cool. And I think that brings vCloud Air... Yeah, a little bit closer to all of the experts and all the cool people that are out there listening to it. So um, I'm going to be excited when I can hook it up because I know we made some announcements uh, regarding uh, integration with some of the Google, the Google services on the back end right. um, a few months ago. I'll be even more excited when that that even happens because I I'm kind of a Google guy. Now, well, <laughs> as far as like you know some of the uh, like the the Google apps and stuff like that I use. So I, so I have some lessons I learned using vCloud Air for anybody out there that's interested. So uh, VMware gives you a free $300 account for vCloud Air. So you could go play with vCloud Air, and if you want to set up your virtual data center, uh, you can do that. They give you a free IP address, a free external IP address. So as long as you are setting up your data center, uh, I did the calculations on how much a VM costs. If you build the minimum VM, which is a 2 gig um, of memory VM with a, uh, t a 20 gig uh, file system, which is the default smallest sizes you can pick when you spin up a VM. Mm -hmm. uh, that VM will cost you maybe $15 a month, right? Um, uh, and if you multiply that by, no, I think it's more like $25 a month. In the end, for a year, you'll be probably $25 over budget for the freeness. You'll run out of your three, free $300 just before the end of the year. But you can almost get an entire VM for a year 
if you go in. But if you set up a virtual data center and you start up spinning up more than one VM, you know, I've got guys that complain, some of the experts that complain that they went up and they set up a 64 <laughs> gigabyte, four CPU, you know, or eight core machine, and then they set up IP addresses, extra IP addresses, and then they left it all running. And they got like a $1,000 bill uh, per month. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, so so you do have to be careful that, you know, when you're running vCloud Air, but yeah. Some of the things I learned about setting up vCloud Air, one, you get a free IP address, yay, a public IP address. Yeah. Two, that the $300 will last you almost an entire year, so you can go get that. You can go play with vCloud Air today, get your account and get it set up and get it running, get a free VM with an IP address. Three, you have to set a firewall rule. There is no firewall. There is a firewall there. You have to find the firewall tab, and you have to set a rule that says allow. If you don't, you'll never get out. Uh, yeah, you have to. There's some outbound rules for. Rules. And they don't give you any rules, so everything is locked down. You have to at least set up a rule that allows everything. Yeah, you get the DNS rules by default, um, but outside of that, you do have to set your set your routes your routes and such accordingly. Right. No, that's routes. That's not firewall rules. So I'm yeah. talking firewall rules. That's one. You have to go set up your rules. They don't give you any. Which set up your DNS. Everything. Set up your everything is locked down on the firewall rules. As it should be. As it should be. You also have to set up your uh, your DNS, right? There is there's no DNS. You also have to set up your route. Uh, there's no networking setup. Uh, there's no default routes. I believe uh, one of the things that they were work, um, one of the integration pieces we were working on is is providing the um, the DNS services through Google. Right. So that was one of the original announcements. You can Google. Uh, there's a couple good articles on how to do all this, like set up your firewall, set up your routes, set up DNS, um, set up your uh, your private IP. It's not easy to find these tabs. The GUI for vCloud Air is, you know, uh, they have these blue squares, and you have to click on the blue square that then opens up a whole GUI environment with tabs. Um, oh, yeah. You're, well, you're basically, um, at that point, you're using uh, vCloud Air direct, uh, sorry, vCloud Director on the back end to do the some of the direct administration. No and yes. So that's another confusing part, right? Um, if you go in and you just operate on your virtual data center mm -hmm. and you're choosing pre-configured uh, OSs that yeah. are there, you stay in their direct GUI, which does not use vCloud Air Director or vCloud Director. It's just an interface that written a scan in front of it. They have a interface that uh, allows you to interact mm -hmm. with your v, your virtual data center where you don't know about vCloud Director I, at all. You won't really have to. But right. Some, some, then, some now, now the, <laughs> the bad thing about this whole GUI world is that on some things that you choose in this front-end GUI, it takes you to an entirely new GUI, which is vCloud Director. vCloud Director, where you can right. actually manage right. some of the and more. Now you're into a bigger GUI, totally different from the last GUI, different behavior, different model, and now you're learning a new thing called vCloud Director, which doesn't do everything that the other GUI did. So adding your firewall route, for instance, or setting up your NAT rules actually, can't be done in vCloud Director. Actually, you can't find it anywhere. Actually, it does. Actually, it does. It's horrible. <laughs> Whoever I was, doing it, I was actually in there this morning because I was, uh, like I said, mentioned Horrible. I tell you, horrible. <laughs> He's saying that, not me. Yeah, um, exactly. I was actually uh, enjoying it a lot because I was using, uh, and I just saw Daryl's um, Daryl Daryl C's post on the on the chat, but um, I was actually using it with uh, using vCloud Director, like I said earlier, 
with uh, Docker machine and passing. And what I was doing is basically using the vCloud Air, the it's called the VMware vCloud Air driver for Docker machine in order to say, okay, uh, I want to log into log into vCloud Air through a command line. I want to go in and I want to um, deploy the Ubuntu image. Uh-huh. Load in Docker, right? It'll it'll load in Docker and it'll create the NAT and firewall rules. I'll pass on my public IP addresses into the com- into the command, my username right. and password, and it fires it up, builds it, creates the V app, and at the end of it, after creating the um, the NAT rules, firewall rules, and everything, it will pop me back into the into the SSH for that for that new VM, and I'm up on the well, you know, at the races, I can do anything I want to right. in that VM, and it's really powerful. And actually, and I was like, what are my IP addresses, you know? And I went in and I looked at it today, going into the vCloud Air interface, look at my public IP, my, look at my, my data center, look at my public IPs, there's my IP, okay, now I know where to go. But then I started kind of, you know, exploring a little bit, say, okay, well, what are the current NAT roles I have? And, uh-huh. you know, it's, it's, all, avail- it's all available. Um, but it's there not is a little- exactly smooth, is it? It it's takes like, a little learning. Because you have a, little learning a curve. disconnect between your NAT rules and vCloud Air Director, that's all GUI. You have to bounce back and forth between Director GUI and vCloud Air native. And I think it's a, right. it's really dependent on the type of user you are. You, right. or, you know, you're a power user. Uh, well, I would call myself a power the user. The other thing is, it's not, they don't exactly let you know that you've bounced between these GUIs. So you probably have used vCloud director before, yeah. and so you recognize that you were going into that. Myself, I had never used vCloud, and they don't tell you that you're going into a whole new GUI. You just kind of go there, and then you get lost in that GUI. So for somebody new that's not used vCloud director, it is fairly confusing. Yeah, for any any new uh, person that's new new to vCloud Air, I would um, focus, right, focus you know, up front on, on the user interface in vCloud Air right. and, and, and what you can do with it creating your machines from the catalog. And once you've kind of mastered the catalog drops you into director. Can't do well, that. Well, um, when you it can actually request a machine and it basically will show you a catalog of it of, shows you a list of machines. A list of type of they machines. They have a term you, called a catalog, which yes. is a vCloud Air thing and That's you can that up. Be called air contract. But it'll show you, hey, you know, these are the type of OS's sixty four, thirty two thirty two bit and they're right. things like that. Right. And if you're picking those, that's great. The minute you need to upload your own ISO image OS or you want to use Photon, you have to drop into actually, Director. I think we've actually added Photon nope. to the public catalog. No, they haven't. They haven't? No, they have not. When you go so to you talk. end up, they put it in I'll the talk, cloud Director, but they have not put it in their nice, happy ah, catalog up front, okay. which is also annoying. But uh, I'll get into my laundry list of things they were. Uh, well, one of the, I think one of the things with that, with that and, and, and likely the reason is because it's still in a um, – it's still in a, really, a technical preview release, and they're final. I know they're finalizing the they cut the guest custom the guest customization. Right. Right. Yeah, and I know they are going to to, to implement that over time. And there also is no for Photon. It's pretty challenging because there's no tools, so you have to get in and you have to do a lot more work with Photon to get it in, enabled um, from an OS perspective uh, versus. The, the, the OSs that are supported, they run kind of VM tools on it, on those OSs, so they can do the DNS 
they do some of the network config. Uh, also, the OSs have SSH enabled, so you can log mm -hmm. into them. When you get into Photon, there's a bit more work to be uh, done to make those work. Yeah, yeah, there there is, because right now it's it's just DHCP at the moment. They're adding new features as it goes through the right. preview pro pro process into, you know, a general release, I guess, right. community release. So top of the hour uh, summarizing, Already? yeah, I know, vCloud Air. Um, the important point is if you haven't played with it, uh, you can get your free $300 account, and if you manage that number right, it should last you a year if you're just running a single VM, uh, one free IP address, uh, free storage, I think, or no, storage is there, but it's part of that number, uh, and then uh, no network services right now, so you can, you can, you can run that VM and pound on it and you do not get charged for your network usage, which is kind of cool. I'm sure that'll change over time. Neat, neat environment um, and hopefully we'll have our vCloud Air share environment out there. We give away some free VMs. Uh, do you think that's a good idea? Because my judge told me, why would anybody want a free VM? So I think if you're in a, if you, I see a great, a great use case actually. Um, so I, I, you know, I mentioned I'm doing some things with containers and such. And sometimes you just want to spin something up, you know, or test something, right? I want to go play with some commands. Show me, sh kind of show, show me the environment. And you just need it for a few minutes, right? You know, just yeah, test yeah. something just out. Um, you know, I'll, I'll make a make a plug. Uh, Nigel Poulton um, has a great course on 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 Docker um, on Pluralsight. And if you don't have something on Fusion, or you just want to, you know, I want to try that out. I don't want to go download the bits for you know um, CentOS, CentOS 7 or Ubuntu 15.05, but I know I can go out to this this kind of this concept you have and just you know spin grab it, it grab yeah. it quick and kind of try it out. Okay, cool. Um, I think there's a, a use case for use yeah. case for yeah. you know, just sharing applications right. just to get the stick time with them. Right. You know, maybe some way, way of limiting it so you don't have yeah, it for yeah. very long. Guys, so um, you know, so well, we want to give away. You know, free, some, <laughs> we want to give away free OSs for a year. Our limitation is like, here, OSs—they're cheap. Paul Marich used to say they're going to be a, they're going to be basically so, free. I think somebody said on the on the chat earlier you can see it being used as maybe it was Tony being used as a spam bot, but. Um, <laughs> you know, people, when we built a bunch of share sites in the late 90s, were always like, oh, my God, these people are going to use it for porn hosting and X-ray. And you know what? The, the truth is, if you're logging in on your Twitter ID, you know, people know who you are. Exactly. There's no reason. So there you go. There's an actual, you know, link it. Link it to your Twitter ID. It is. Author you know, yeah. an, o an OAuth authorization. Team? Yeah, that's what we're doing. Oh well, there. there yeah, that's there you it. Go. So you you come in your Twitter ID, and then people can tweet at you. Can you get, will it get me ver that little verified check mark on Twitter? <laughs> yeah, man. No. <laughs> All right, we're at the top of the hour. Uh, thanks for everybody joining. It's been a fun show. Um, we don't know who we're going to have on next week. If you got some ideas, send them to myself or Ryan. Uh, we're going to be having a meeting on Friday to talk about guests for the next week or two or three. Oh, we do have the micro, uh, see the uh, business mobility launch coming up next Tuesday. Um, and uh, there is a reg site for business mobility. Pat Gelsinger, uh, Sanjay Putin are going to have some really cool um, 
not announcements, but use cases around things that people have done for mobility. I think that we're going to be talking a little bit uh, about some of the new integrations with Apple, uh, which is also kind of cool. Uh, I guess I've been done some work on AirWatch and Apple. So uh, there will be some uh, neat stuff to kind of Maybe your son can tell you about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I don't think so. I think he can get shot. Um, but so that micro that uh, mo business mobility launch is next week, Tuesday, 9 a.m. Pacific Coast time. Uh, go register. We'll be doing our driving registration tweets all week. You will not be able to miss it. Everybody, have a great day. Thanks for being on the call. We'll see you next week. Thanks, folks. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.